Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Hello and welcome to a Warriors Road win edition of the uh, live edition of the uh, Warriors All 82 podcast, we'll call it. About as unsmooth of a, uh, an intro as I've had, but as good of a Warriors Yeah, you are lacking the significance of the moment. You know what I'm saying? It's what a big road win for the Warriors. This is like monumental. This is welcome to the road championship. All right, maybe that's too much, but something. Uh, that's that's a huge throwback. road win in Houston once again, where they've had many a, big road wins. How about a throwback? We'll call it a throwback because this is you know to me maybe because it was on the Houston floor. Though it, it you know it's not against the James Harden Rockets, but seeing Steph Curry and Clay Thompson hit like big you, you mean the Eric Gordon Rockets? You mean Eric? That, oh, ooh, that, he, that had he, to be tough for Eric Gordon. Why is he still on the Rockets? <laughs> anyway. Um, so Steph, I mean, like we'll get to some of the issues that continue to present itself, but, um, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry combined for 74 points. They combined for 17 made threes. Um, they had the two threes that clinched it at the end, which to me is like, that's kind of been like the, an undertold story of their own eight road start is like, they've had like four different chances to close games against generally bad teams and, the veterans have failed to do so. They didn't fail tonight. You know, Clay hit a couple big ones in the fourth. Steph hit that rainbow to like kind of seal it. He even did the night night celebration, which was like, this is when really deserving of that. But um, yeah, I mean, we probably should start with Clay, but uh, what'd you just think of the whole game? I guess. First off, when you're 0 and 8 on the road, yeah, you, you it deserves a night night celebration. Uh, <laughs> you, you take it how you can. Uh, I, I actually, you remember we asked Steph about this before, about like, hey, man, this vet's on the court at the end of games. And he said it's really about the middle part of the games where we blow it. Uh, to me, the part about this that makes it like eh, like emblematic or like if they want to take it as a positive sign, it's everything happened how it's been happening, and they still were able to win because their their, their big names show up. And to me – that that's the story. Like that's what it has to be. It it wasn't what it's been, but that's what it has to be because waiting on that second unit to get it together is just probably too much to ask for. Uh, in well, any other universe, it would be crazy that seventy four points from Stephen Clay resulted in a nail biting win. <laughs> but true, they, but they gotta take it this point. What I would say was different in the script tonight was Clay Thompson. That was a very different version of Clay Thompson showed up at the previous road games. Um, 20 in the quarter, 18 on 6-6 six of six, uh, in the first seven minutes of the game. I mean, staked him to a double-digit lead. Now the second unit blows that double-digit lead very quickly to open the second quarter. There's 13-0 Houston run, uh, which basically erased everything Clay had done. But 26 at half, 
nine in the fourth quarter, three threes. I mentioned what I felt like was, you know, Steph had the memorable rainbow to like really end it, but I thought Clay's quick trigger wing three, his 10th made three of the game uh, on the right wing when they're all in the yeah, up, threes, one twelve left. Like that was the, that was the big one. I thought down the stretch and, you know, 41 and, you know, he's, it's been such a story of the last, I don't know, week to 10 days. What happened in Phoenix felt like this bubbling situation of, of bad shot selection from Clay combined with like horrible efficiency kind of hit its head. Uh, and then obviously the story of that win, win the other night over the Knicks was like him taking a more patient approach. And, you know, Steve Kerr's whole thing was the game will reward you if you do that. Um, obviously the team meeting, which we can get into, which where Draymond and Clay clearly had a conversation that has helped, but then also he comes out of it on the other side. I mean, you, you don't necessarily say a shot selection was fantastic tonight, but it was like vintage Clay, like hitting those type of shots. So, uh, it's kind of been a strange week for him. Yeah. I mean, he, he needed this. He needed this so badly. Uh, and part of the reason he needed it badly was because he wanted it too badly. You know, this is the type of game that Clay's been angling for. And it, it came at great expense, which which is why him pulling it off is so meaningful. But to me, the irony of it all is that uh, he got it in the way he always got it, right? And that's that's the part that I think he got. He wanted it so bad, he lost how he gets his, his action. And as Draymond said tonight, like, you know, everybody loses their way at some point, and he was kind of lost in that. And it's it's probably the best thing that can happen to the Warriors right now is that Clay has one of these games, and not just like New York. The next game was good, right? But that was just like a, a a solid good game. He was he was gunning for this game. He wanted the forty spot. He wanted the ten threes. He wanted the y'all must not know about me type of game. And he didn't want the he, got it. he didn't want the game where Clay uh, Kerr comes out post game like he was really patient tonight like you didn't see the yeah, subtle nah. things he did <laughs> yeah nah he he wanted that y'all better remember who I am type of game and now that they got it and the way the way he got it matters right it's validation for what they were telling him like you don't need to you don't need to go rogue you don't need to hunt because. The offense, in many ways, is designed to get you specifically shot. So just wait for it, and it got him the game he was looking for. So if that's if that's an omen, right, if that's a sign to things to come, then you really can't ask for much better out of a road win at Houston, right, which wasn't supposed to be so monumental, but it turns out it just might be. If it means, like, that clay that we saw, like, all the way up through the Phoenix game is now just like a blip on the radar. What do you think of the way it's publicly and in some ways privately been handled over the last week where they were clearly upset and it had just hit its breaking point in Phoenix? Um, you know, you were there. I mean, like just the subliminal and some in some ways direct comments from Steve and Kerr, uh, Steve and Curry post game. And then, you know, I know you kind of followed what went on in the home game and the way they praised him. And then they come out and talk about this team meeting that they seem to think might wasn't just Clay related. It was they they're 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 looking at all their issues, but in some ways felt a little bit like a Clay intervention. Um, and, you know, obviously this conversation that that Draymond and Clay have now both acknowledged. Uh, what do you just think about that? 
part of this whole thing. I mean, I'm kind of, that's kind of what I'm writing about is that this whole thing, like we, we, we've seen what we've seen. We know what, what it is, right? The young players aren't ready to be who they need them to be right now. The, the veterans they signed still trying to get their little legs, you know, acclimated, get their little warriors legs together. So if, if anything's going to write the ship, it's going to have to be the stars. And what we've seen is those guys deliver like on the court and off, right? This is Draymond who really hasn't, you know, in position or hasn't been in position to be the vocal leader after the, the, the training camp incident, stepping up with a guy he knows and with the guy he's got this relationship with to, to put him in the right place. And they've all, it was, it's very clear that they know how to deal with Clay, right? They know how to, how to win him back and how to lose him, right? They know what sets him off and what doesn't because like they were, they were suggesting and intimated, but, but they could tell it wasn't the time to kind of go at him or you didn't want to say something publicly. He was clearly in a, in a space and, you know, they'd whisper about Clay needs to play better. But they just know each other well. They just know each other so well. You can see that kind of play out. But in the end, it's Steph, it's Clay, it's Draymond, and Wiggins, right? Like, they just have to be those guys. And what what you got for the first row win is Steph, you know, typically a spectacular. Clay finally putting together one of his explosive games. And quiet as kept, like, Draymond was great. It's not Not just because he helps get Clay on track. But then him going into the second unit for the second half might be a tweak that helps them moving forward. Like Draymond going in and kind of stabilize the second unit. It's all on them. It's them. And maybe it won't be for the whole season, right? Maybe this this isn't how it's going to be, you know, throughout. But for right now, they need their stars to be stars. And that's what happened. It wasn't enough to blow out the Rockets. But it was enough to get the win. And if they could just start putting games together where they're all playing well, then maybe they can buy themselves some time. Get above 500, buy themselves some time, and, 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 and slow play the other guys back in and hope, and hope it works. You see Steph's stat line tonight? Oh, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. 33 points on 20 shots, 15 assists, 6 rebounds, 3 steals, 2 blocks, 1 turnover. Yeah, That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he just continues to, like, you know, what is, I would say, you match his the start to his unanimous MVP season, maybe even in some ways better than that. I mean, not, you know, they were whatever an O at this point, 16 and O, so that part is not being matched. But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is, this might be the best start to a season of his career. Uh, and it just, I mean, he just, it's such control. Uh, if, and if they can get to a reasonable record, I mean, he's going to, once the MVP conversation really starts to materialize, as long as they are stabilized with a decent enough record, I mean, he's going to be right at the front of that conversation. Marcus Thompson has left the chat. Look at this. Hopefully he comes back soon. Um, I would say the other thing I kind of did want to mention, uh, Marcus alluded to it there, but yes, Draymond Green did go in the second unit. Uh, in the second half, in the first half, it was Looney in that spot. It was Anthony Lamb played, Kaminga played in the first half. They opened the, the second quarter, letting Houston go on. A, 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 I believe it was a 13-0 run, but it just it completely flipped that first quarter where they 
they're up 40 28 at the end of the first quarter steph goes to the bench gets a breather and then it's just boom minus 13 right away whereas in the second half no kaminga no lamb moses moody re-enters the picture uh, and you know moody didn't do anything great but it was you know it's, it's notable that they tried moody and then the big thing and her said he thought it uh, kind of stabilized the unit post game but it was draymond instead of looney and they didn't you know, they didn't smack the Rockets to, to start the fourth quarter, but they got more defensive stops. Draymond hit a little floater. Uh, he, he passed it to DiVincenzo on a backdoor for kind of a little spinning layup. Poole hit a few free throws. And more importantly, they just held the Rockets down. So Steph isn't in to start the fourth quarter. The Warriors are up three. He returns at the 727 mark. They're still up one. You know, that's a minus two. But that's, you know, that's what they need right now. It's minus two while Steph goes out, not minus 11. I mean, number one, that's how good Steph is. But number two, I mean, to, I don't know why he tried it. Maybe because Houston is such a bad team that he figured he'd get away with it. But to me, it's pretty clear. You just can't sit all those all-stars, right? Like, I mean, you got to keep – I mean, I'm thinking two on the floor. But if you got pool, you, I mean, I guess you can get away with one other one. Uh, you just can't it, – It doesn't. It, number one, it works against Jordan Poole, who's already struggling. You can't put him on a on the floor with four guys that, or at least three guys he, he just hasn't played with. But like you need somebody on there who's got some more savvy about them. And I think that's the part Jordan Poole's trying to figure out who he is and what he can do in the second unit. And it's like he's he's just too prone to erratic play. They just need somebody, a ball handler primarily who can say, all right, we got this. Everybody calm down. They had that in Livingston. They had that in uh, uh, Andre Iguodala. And sometimes Steven Chinzo is that. Yeah, that's who they want him to be. It's, he's still kind of learning. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, they, they just got to be patient with it. He just not, like, he showed some tonight. Like, But he was even better with Draymond. Like, his cutting mattered. His read, like, all his, the smart way he plays. That kind of Jay Wright Villanova basketball mattered because he was with Draymond, and to me, like that—that's the move. It might be better for Draymond than it would be for Player Wiggins, because neither one of those guys are kind of orchestrators, and that's what they need in the second unit. So I, I don't know why 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 Kerr tried that again, but it probably should be the last time. It's got to be somebody on the court with them. Again, it's gonna be the stars. It has to be the stars. Until they get rolling, until they feel comfortable pl- that they're playing their game again, they just got to lean on the stars and, and, and hope none of them get hurt. So w- Wiggins makes 6 of 11 tonight from 3, along with Steph 7 of 14, Clay 10 of what, 13 or whatever he was. Then 23 combined threes. I think, let me do, yeah, I'm doing the math right. 23 combined threes, an NBA record by three guys. Wiggins is now at 42% for three this season, um, shooting it really well. But within an answer, he was asked post game. Uh, Kerr was about it. Kerr pointed out his defense, just said it hasn't been as good as last year. And then he, you know, kind of broadened that out to like the whole team hasn't, or you know, maybe we need to change up schemes. But they, he's upset with the team's defense, and I just thought it was interesting that he noted that Wiggins' defense in particular has not been as good this season. Well, it hasn't, and it's pretty obvious. Uh, he's having a real hard time with. Like, not small, but smaller players. Quicker. Uh, you know, like, yeah, the, the, 
the slithery kind of quick dudes. Like, I mean, Kevin Porter ain't that, like, small, but he's got a lot of that quick burst, first step. Like, those people are giving Wiggins problems. And I don't – I think it might be because he's kind of relaxed and he's not pressuring the ball. We saw Kaminga, who I keep – I think he does well when they put him in there to do it on the ball, like pressuring the ball. I mean, he picked up some fouls, but he's still, like, applying good pressure. I think maybe they need to put Wiggins back on that tip because when he was at his peak defensively, when we watched him, and maybe it's too early, you know, traditionally, but, again, I think they need to lead on the stars. Like, he got to start picking up 75 feet. That's what he was doing before. Put him on the ball handle it, let him get into it. He just doesn't seem to be as into it, into it defensively, and partially because it's early. But I think a big deal, too – it happens again tonight. I just really don't think they expect other people to make the shots they're making. Right? I really think they're like, I'm going to pick it up later. But right now, you know, I'm going to play a little bit of these, but you ain't making that. And then teams are getting hot. I do think that's a bit of a problem. But they're getting his pick and roll defense has been pretty, uh, it's been a struggle. And I think part of it is just, he's just got to get into that mindset. But it's a lot to ask for him to do that the whole well, year. Well, also that's why they should be using Kaminga and Moody more. Yeah. Also, like I, when Andrew Wiggins like took this evolving leap defensively, it was like at this pinnacle of basketball. It was like West Finals, NBA Finals, Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum. He was like Wiggins in a lot of ways was crowned. His career had become justified. Like this was such a it's just an invigorating moment, an enlightening basketball moment for him. And I, this is the first time that he's gone through the experience of like, okay, then a few months later, you must come back and play regular season basketball again. And I just, that, I think there's a little of that too, right? It's just like, it's, it's tough for him to get himself up quite like that. It's so, tough, man. <laughs> it yeah. is hard, especially against the Rockets, right? Like, I'm sure it's easier if he's going against Kevin Durant or LeBron, but I, I think it is tough, and I think that's why the young players uh, should be used more. But I also think Dante helps with a lot of that. Like he's a, he's a pretty good on ball defender. Like he's just starting to, you could just feel it. He's starting to get it a little bit more. Like that, he was a part of that unit that just tricked off the game. But I really think that's just a big part of that is who's out there on the floor. You just can't put those guys together, like Lamb, and like you just can't do that. But you put them with the guys. I, I just think him and Jermichael Green are so much better. And maybe, maybe you could, maybe you could spare Wiggins from that. But yeah, his pick and roll defense definitely needs to improve. Believe it or not, Steph is playing great pick and roll defense, which is, you know, uh, amazing when you add in his offensive success. All right, well, they played the Pelicans on Monday. We don't know who will or won't rest. If you're Clay, do you force them to get you out there? Do you go to Celebrini and say, nah, man, I got to play? Oof, uh, I mean, I think you can do it all you want. I think Celebrini's not messing around with these dudes. <laughs> nah, I don't expect to see Clay. It's possible you see Steph and Draymond. They've only sat one back-to-back. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, that's going to be a tough game regardless. And then – Clippers, Jazz, Wednesday, Friday, and Chase Center. So it's kind of a challenging week. They do seem like they're playing better, but not everything remains solved. So uh, I'm curious how this week goes. 
should be a fun week. Uh, they 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 just play so well at home that you kind of look look forward to those Jazz. I'm really looking forward to that Jazz game. I know that sounds crazy, but Jazz Jazz are a tough cover. They're gonna have to bring it. They, they Jazz are like second so seed in the West. I'm not man, dude, like they they out here getting buckets. I just want to see how they respond to that. And you know, obviously, the Clippers is a big deal. I, I wonder if they just cash in New Orleans, <laughs> sit everybody, and then come back next week because then you got another road trip after that. And it, no, that's not a back to back, so they don't have any more back to backs for the next four games. So I wouldn't be surprised if they say, hey, "Go ahead, young fellas." We got one. They already will okay coming back eight and ten. They already did it once in New Orleans. I mean, imagine if you're a Pelicans fan that that actually wants to see the Warriors two times hey, in a month. You might not get give, it. Anymore. Give them the phone number to the scheduler. Yeah, <laughs> to, to the scheduler. Yep. Like, why are you doing these back to backs like this? You're right, not necessarily. All right, Marcus. Thank you for coming on, uh, and we will talk at some point this week. All right, peace out.